Hi, I'm Similana, and welcome back to the podcast. This week, we're going to discuss Havdalah. Now, the reason why it's a fun idea to discuss is because most Jews are aware of this ceremony, the ceremony that takes place after Shabbat, the separation between the holy day of Shabbos and the rest of the week. But a ceremony that's got a lot of grandeur associated with it. People like to do it. There's a People like to sing when they do it. They like to do online renditions of it. And the components that make it up lend towards this spiritualistic air. There's fire, there's spices, there's wine. It, all the components you would want in such a ceremony. But when you ask or when you try and pinpoint what exactly is going on or why these specific symbolic gestures are actually meaningful apart from the singing that goes along with it, I personally don't sing, but some people do, and that moves people. But when you try and pinpoint to the actual thing that's taking place, and why this combination, why is it actually meaningful? Because you're about to embark on the rest of the, well, the coming week. Why do these ideas, how do these ideas come together to make the meaningful life that you want to live from a religious standpoint active? What about them lends to that? And that's what we're going to discuss this week. As a side note, I'm going to take a couple of weeks break because of the summer from doing the podcast. But hopefully, when I come back, I've got another project that I'm going to tell you about. Um, Along with the Rav Hirsch podcast, I've got another idea in the works. But we'll leave that till later. So let's break it down. There are three components to Havdallah. There's the fire, there's the spices, and there's the wine. Now, the reason why it's interesting talking about it in this week's parish is because the idea of brachas, of blessings, comes about. And I thought it was a very apt time to discuss the idea of Havdallah, even though the idea of Havdallah is not discussed in this week's parasha, but the idea of blessings in general are. So, what does Rav Hirsch have to tell us about the idea of Havdallah and how it's meaningful in terms of what we enact, what we live out when we make Havdallah? So I want to avoid going into the definition of a blessing and each word that we say. I want to pinpoint one idea. When it comes to the fire, when it comes to the wine, and when it comes to the spices, we use a specific term. Boirei minei basamim, or boirei moirei ha'esh, or boirei peri ha'gofem. This specific term Rav Hirsch focuses in on, because he said it's in the present tense. It's in the now. And he uses this term to really bring to life each of these three stages. The presence of this idea of our relationship with God is key to understanding what's happening at Havdalah, because from a temporal sense, we're about to embark on the week, and the first thing we articulate is that the God, the God that the Jewish people recognize as being the cause of existence, is present, but not just present, actively present. Boire creates. It's a term of the now, in the present. So that is what frames Rav Hirsch's discussion on Havdalah, that this isn't a concept, this isn't a detached idea, it is in the now. So to speak, you walk with God and you're about to embark on the journey of the week. You've just had Shabbos and you're about to rejuvenate, you're about to move forward with the rest of the week. What are these three blessings that you make, these three ideas? So the way I've understood what Rav Hirsch is offering us The first one refers to the beginning of the journey. The second one refers to what we intend to do on the journey. And the third, who's with us on this journey? And like so many things, when they're viewed from this symbolic perspective, orientate the rest of our week. We go into our week with these ideas in mind, so let's break it down. The first stage, 
Well, in general, we have a glass of wine, and we make Haftalah over a glass of wine. And people are like, well, what does wine symbolize? No, but it's deeper than that. When it comes to Havdalah, you don't have to use wine. I mean, if you have wine, that's great. But any popular drink will do. Beer, tea, whatever it may be within your society that symbolizes for you a drink of the nation, something that has a certain amount of reverence to it, a certain amount of pride behind it, you can use that as well. And for Rav Hirsch, this is standing up before the journey of the week, holding in your hand a glass that represents to you personally something greater than mere water. And with that, you start your week. For Rav Hirsch, this is gallantry. This is courage. Make no mistake, you are embarking on a journey. And journeys come with danger. Journeys come with difficulty. And you go into that journey with confidence, symbolized by the liquid that you hold in your hand. Now, moving on to the next stage, we have the fragrances, the basamim. Now, the sense of smell is one of these sort of senses that's often neglected by people thinking in religious terms. But for Rav Hirsch, it is the most spiritual, if you will, of the senses. There's a reason why within the Torah, the language of Reach Nichoyach Lashem, a pleasant fragrance to God is used. Because it's something that's disconnected. It's not physical per se. I mean, of course, it's physical from a chemical standpoint, but it's not something tangibly physical the same way a brick is, but it's directly connected to you. It connects from a distance. It's more tangible than what you hear. It lingers. It revitalizes. It brings people back to life. It's something that's disconnected, but so close at the same time. You smell something. Your mind, your memory gets woken up to it. You're falling asleep. You can become revitalized by a smell. The sense of smell brought into the context of Haddallah is one that reminds us on two fronts. One, what we achieved over Shabbos, what we took with us from this experience of Shabbos, we should take with us. The same way you take a smell with you, even though it's not there anymore, it lingers. You want this experience to linger throughout your week. But also on the other side, the revitalizing qualities of smell, of spices specifically, that is the purpose of the week that is coming ahead. You don't want it to be the same as the week that came before. You want it to be revitalized. You want it to be renewed. So these two ideas come together in the spices that we smell. So just bringing it back, you're embarking on the journey of the week. You hold a patriotic drink, a popular drink. You hold wine. You hold something that speaks to you and your nation that you're in. And you go forward into the week with it with spices, to remind us of what we took from Shabbos. We want to linger. We want it to stay with us. And we want to have that week revitalized. Not to be like the week we just experienced. It can be new. This constant thread of renewal plays its way throughout Judaism. And we see it as we're about to embark on our next week. But then lastly, who is coming with us? We said the journey's beginning. The goal of the journey. And now the last stage. Who's coming with us? We bring in fire. Fire, whether it be from a point of view of anthropology or society and sociology, fire represents man's creative side, human beings' ability to be creative, to harness the world around us, the raw materials, and build technology, um, advancements. Whatever it may be comes from fire. The ability to cook our food is an essential part of what allows our brains to develop. Fire is what gives us our technological advancements. 
whether you're being a plumber, an electrician, an accountant, or a lawyer, on some level, the further you abstract it, you're reliant on man's ability of fire, to create fire, to utilize fire. But what does it mean for a Jew once a week where he enters the journey of the rest of the week? One could have the misconception and say, well, I have my religious experience on the Shabbos. Now I've got my profane, my secular existence. I'll take the inspiration with me, but um, this is my secular side of life. Rav Hirsch tells us that that is not the message of the Jew. The Jew doesn't look at his religious life and then gets on with his secular existence. No, they're all touched by the holy. Your life in the workplace is a holy mission. The life on Shabbos once again, is also a spiritual existence. Just because the mode is different doesn't make the character, the essential character of the being, different. For a Jew, it is all his religious experience. They are both hallowed. There's no, oh, I've got my Shabbos and now I have to get on with my week. No, they are both infused the same way you go to shul on Shabbos. The same way you sit down with your family Friday night on Shabbos and this feels very spiritual. The goal is to infuse that into your daily life. Going and working is also a spiritual endeavor. You are providing. You are being responsible. You're acting in a way that allows people to look at you and say, well, this is someone who I consider a moral human being. This is someone who I consider someone I can look up to. And you live that out in the workplace. So Motze Shabbos, when Shabbos goes out, we bring fire with us. The Jew is proclaiming that the ideal isn't Shabbos the whole time. The ideal is that we go out into the week, and the one who creates fire, we articulate this, we symbolically live it out by lighting a fire, and we go out into the rest of our week, saying that God is coming with us on this journey. God isn't isolated to Shabbos. For a Jew, the whole week is his religious experience. So to recap our three points, we had the courage, the beverage that we go into the week with. We had the sense, the smell, that we carry along with us of what we've just experienced to the rest of the week. And then lastly, who comes with us? Well, God comes with us because he was with us on Shabbos and he's with us during the week. And for a Jew, the experience of resting, of contemplation, of reflection that one experiences on Shabbos isn't the ideal. The point is that we go out into the week and we go on that journey and they are both our religious experience. I always found this message very inspiring or empowering from a Jewish standpoint, because often people can look at Judaism as being a religion of the books, if you will. I mean, there's the Shabbos, which is once again the spiritual existence of the Jew, and the study of the books, the study of Torah, the study of Gomorrah, Talmud Torah being an essential component of what it means to be a Jew, and that can always have the spotlight. And that is true, they are essential. But getting up in the morning and going to work is also essential. And that is also the character of the Jew, living out his religious experience. And without one, you don't really have the other. They form an interdependent relationship. And that is Rav Hirsch's message this week, symbolized by the fire. The one who creates fire goes into the week with us. Once again, as always, thank you very much for listening and have a wonderful Shabbos and a wonderful summer.